Hello and welcome to a Simply Awesome Life podcast. I'm your host and worthiness coach, Helen Jane, or you can call me HJ, and I'm thrilled you're here. A Simply Awesome Life is about creating an awesome life right now with simple steps, as well as recognizing the awesomeness already present in your life today. It's happening right now, and I'm here to help you enjoy your life, understand just how worthy you already are, and finally, making sure that there's joy and fun and pleasure included, because that's our end goal. More pleasure, more happiness, more self-love, more of all the good stuff. Hello, everyone. Let's dig into this week's episode, which is about... Again, not so sexy part that we don't want to think about, but is essential, which is when things don't go the way we want them to, when things go awry, as we say sometimes, and what we can do about it. And maybe even by the end of this episode, make you realize that maybe things didn't go as badly as you thought they did. Maybe there are ways that you still can control a situation without controlling the whole situation. Hopefully you get some tips and tricks out of this. I know it's a subject that we don't always want to talk about, especially when, unlike last week's episode, whereas, you know, when you're in a slump about personal growth, but when things are going great, you're working on yourself, you're dedicating your time and your energy to bettering yourself, whatever that looks like for you. And then you hit like the little snitch, a snag, as we say, not a snitch, I think. (laughs) And you get then to have to not go with the motivation, but go with something deeper to deal with a situation that might not go the way you want it to. So again, when you're on that like high of, oh my gosh, things are working, personal growth is happening, I'm so happy. And then you have that conversation with your boss about boundaries and you get, you know, metaphorically, hopefully slapped in the face by them. And you're like, oh crap. This is not how it was supposed to go. I'm supposed to be, you know, in charge of my life, creating new adventures, owning everything, being unapologetically me. And then something happens that makes you doubt everything you've just done and whether or not it was worth it. And the spiral can go pretty quickly. So again, I know it's not as sexy as talking about how you can embrace who you are and go on that six-month road trip. But it's just as necessary because even when you're on that road trip, there will be moments where you can't control what's happening or where you'll see something as going wrong, as not being as planned, as messing up. And so I think it's important to prevent those moments. And so this is the first and probably the most important tip I can give you today. We're digging right in. You need to plan what you'll do in advance. Okay, so that means not necessarily what you'll physically be doing, because that can change from one event, issue, choice, like whatever is happening, but more what's what you're going to do mentally. And so you need to decide that when you're going great. This is what I say to people about life in general. You need to plan for the hard times of your life when your life is going great, because we think that it will have the same mindset when we're in a bad place, but we don't. Right. Uh, for many reasons. And in this case, when things go wrong, we have like instincts coming back. We have triggers happening. We have so much that means that we are, we don't feel in control and we definitely cannot have as much of a rational or calm mind 
as we do when we're not in a tense situation. So that's why that's when you choose what you're doing. And the first thing I would say, which I know you might hate me for because everybody tells you this, but it's true, is you should breathe. Why is breathing something that we talk about all the time and is so annoying but works so well? Well, because the first and most important is breathing makes you stop. It makes you pause. So instead of going straight from this was supposed to be the best conversation with my boss about boundaries to I'm so mad I'm being disrespected before going straight into anger and frustration, you have a moment. Breathing is something that's physical that you have to do, meaning you can use that moment to just pause. That's what breathing does, right? And the fact that you're going to focus on breathing instead of what you might be feeling and the issue at hand for, again, it could be two seconds, right? But it already distances you from the issue, And maybe even from the feelings that arise. Again, I'm not telling you not to have those feelings. We're just saying maybe we won't be controlled by all those feelings because feelings pass and are not consistent. So you don't maybe want to base all your decisions and all you're going to say on that feeling that you had in that specific moment. And I think we have all experienced the moment where we're like, well, I actually didn't even really mean that. It it was just amplified by the moment and the feelings. So breathing makes you stop. Breathing makes you think of something else. Your mind needs to go from just like fully getting invested in the feelings into, oh, right, I need to breathe, which means I need to inhale and exhale. And you can do that quickly or not. Hopefully three times is even better. It helps you take a step back and realize what's happening, right? Become aware of your body, of your feelings, rather than feeling like you don't have a choice. Like, again, you don't have control because you're going into it. I'm just saying that, I've worked with people who've told me like, oh, the breathing thing doesn't work. I'm just going to tell myself to pause. But guess what? I'm sorry, people, but it didn't work in the moment. (laughs) Because there was no physical thing associated with it, they didn't actually, they were like in their mind were like, I should pause. And then they went right into it. Whereas with the breathing, there's a few steps of I need to pause. I need to breathe. Let me think about breathing. Maybe it's, you know, going on a walk. But I don't think that's as realistic because if you're in your boss's office or you're at dinner with friends and talking about something that is important to you, going for a walk can be very difficult. Also, I live in a place that has winter. So, you know, going on a walk isn't just walking out the door. It takes 15 minutes. But more than that is sometimes going, leaving and going on a walk might in itself, I'm not, I'm saying might, this says something to the group or to whoever you're speaking to. And it might not be the message you want to be sending. I'm just saying, maybe it is. And maybe that's what you need to do. I found sometimes with family, that's the best thing. You're like, again, announce it though. Of like, I need to go on a walk and I will be back. But again, what happens on the walk is you breathe. You take a moment to move, to be in your body, to think of something else, hopefully, to kind of back off from those really intense feelings. So that's the first and most important tip is breathing, which comes with think about it before you get to that point. So right now, choose to breathe the next time you have those feelings that you feel start gargling up. I think I just invented a word. It's fine. (laughs) And then the second thing is when it comes to how you react, I would say if you are able to, maybe you're not at that point, but what I do is I ask myself, 
what can I control? So I am in a situation that makes me angry. I've just stepped on my daughter's toys. I am getting super angry at the world, maybe at her, maybe at my husband, maybe at myself, maybe at the dog. So what I do is I breathe and then I automatically, because I've chosen this beforehand, I ask myself, what can I control? And a lot of times, well, I can place the toy away or what I can control is my body again in this very particular uh, example, right? Where I'm alone, I will take a minute to sit down to maybe either scroll on the internet, wait until the pain goes away. I can't control the pain, but I can control what I'm doing while the pain goes away. And sometimes it's also a question of like, well, it happened. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to keep going. That might be a better example for this one. Now, when other people are involved, that's a much more helpful and serious question, which is what can I control? Can I control how they're reacting? No. Can I control how I'm reacting? Actually, yes. I can't control that. Can I control what they are going to say to me? No. Can I control both how I interpret what they're saying or what I say back? And yes, you can. Because a lot of times when we are very emotional, and again, it's okay to have those feelings. It's also okay to acknowledge that they are feelings that pass. So be in the moment. And maybe that's why the breathing or the going for a walk or telling them, listen, this is not going well for me right now. I'm feeling anxious. That, that's something you're controlling, right? So you ask, what can I control? What I say. Well, you can let them know how you're feeling. But that's really important when things don't go the way you want is breathing and what can I control? I want you to understand that this takes a lot of time to develop. It is normal that even if you are a fully grown adult, you are not always able to control yourself in those moments and that those moments feel really difficult And changing our our perspectives on that takes time and a lot of work. And one of the reasons why we are so reactive to them is because you saw me coming, but you put your worth in those moments. You define your worth by how the moment is going, by how the other person is reacting, or even by how you reacted. That'll come later. But in the moment, if your boss is telling you, no, I want you to keep working until six, even though you said 5.30, Part of you is, well, am I not worthy of the respect of finishing at 530? It depends what the situation is again, but there is always worthiness involved that has been given to the person you're speaking to. And the way they answer you tells you whether or not you are worthy. But again, that is not the truth. Your worth is always inside you, is intrinsic to you. No matter how this person speaks to you, that does not define your worth. That doesn't change. And again, I'm not saying that it's okay how they're talking to you. I hope you understood that. What I'm saying is you have the control to give that person and what they're saying power and definition over your worth. Or you could decide and control that, no, no, this person is not being respectful. This person is not being okay. Let me tell them about that. But if you do it from a place where you know your worth, you won't maybe flip a switch as much because you know deep down that your worth hasn't changed and that actually you can inform this person of your worth in maybe a more clear, calm, maybe, manner. And I'm not saying that you always have to be calm. I'm just saying other people usually don't react well if they're being yelled at. Even if what you're actually saying in the content is is correct, if you're yelling it at someone, they are going to go in defense mode, just like you would if someone was starting to yell at you, right? 
So when you say, what can I control? You can control your tone or what you say. You can tell them, listen, I am really upset about this. This is not something you should take lightly, but I want to make sure we can have a constructive conversation about this. And I don't appreciate that you think that I need to work until six when I'm actually my hours finished at 530 because that half hour tells me you think either that I don't have a life, that I don't have things afterwards and that my job should come first when I don't understand. I am listening to my part of the contract. You need to listen to yours because you are not better than me. This company is not better than me and we both have parts to play and we need to find a way to make this work better. I'm using that example, right? But I'm just saying in general, being told in a yelling tone, like, you don't freaking respect me. This is awful. I'm going to sue you or whatever. Well, the person on the other side of the table won't listen. Same thing with a friend. If you're like, listen, I know maybe it wasn't your intention, but I need you to know that what you just said really makes me angry really hurts me because it makes me feel like you don't think I'm a good person or it makes me feel like you don't think I'm intelligent and maybe you're gonna this person will say well I'm not responsible for how you feel but the point is if you're calm you're like well don't you think that's what friendship is don't you think that's what people who care about if you're someone who cares about me then you will care that this hurt me and either we can work for me to understand that it wasn't meant that way and that I am in a sensitive place and that I misunderstood Or maybe it's something that you've said more than once and that still hurts me and it's much easier for you maybe for now to stop making that joke so that we can keep moving forward without me being anxious all the time around you because I don't deserve to be anxious because I'm already worthy of good friends who care about me and my feelings, right? But you start with breathing, what can I control? And then from what can I control, you decide Is it worth it? And this is the last tip I'll give. Um, And it could be the third question you ask. Well, the third thing. The first is breathing, which isn't a question. (laughs) Then it's asking what you can control. And the third would be, how much does this matter, right? So basically, will this matter in 10 minutes? Will this matter in 10 days? Will this matter in 10 months? Some things will, right? If your boss still doesn't want to respect your boundaries, This will matter in 10 months because in 10 months, then you'll still be expected to work in that specific condition. But that family member that you see once a year who you know doesn't want to change, who you know is maybe even doing on purpose to provoke you, will that matter in 10 months? Some of you might say yes because it'll stay in your mind. But again, I would then go back to the second question, which is what can I control? And part of that is what's taking up space in your mind. And if you know, you're like, well, I'm tired of seeing them on Facebook. Well, mute them. You can control that, right? Again. So same thing with like me stepping on a toy. Will it matter in 10 minutes? Well, it won't because the pain is already gone. Is it something that I would need to discuss with my 19 month old daughter? No, no, it's not. One day, yes. And we're learning to pick things up. But you know, (laughs) this is not what matters. And this is not a conversation I'm going to have. Because like she's a baby. It's normal that things are around the house, right? So it's up to you to see if it matters. And then I'd say the more it matters, the more you need to address it. The more you need to breathe (laughs) before you have conversations about that specific matter. If it's a family member you see every week at, at, you know, Sunday dinners, then definitely it matters because you'll keep seeing them. And so you need to maybe address it. And now the way you address it can be speaking to them less. Also, it can be, again, what can you control? Sure, it can be confronting them. But again, if that's not 
what you're ready for because it takes a lot of guts to do that. Don't underestimate that, right? A lot of coaches, again, talk about boundaries. It's so hard, which is why a lot of times it happens when people are being coached because they have a buddy, they have a cheerleader, they have someone there to help them and support them through it because doing this on your own is extremely intense and like creates so much anxiety and it's normal that it would. You're not weak or whatever for not being able to put up boundaries because if you don't have someone in your corner, it feels really hard. But again, so there are different ways, but what can you control? What can you do to either be less close to this person, change whatever needs to be changed? And again, depending on how much it matters, then you escalate it or you don't. But it's normal that things don't go right all the time. It's okay. And then I'd say the last thing, and that really depends on the situation, but it can also be try and focus, notice, and remember the good things. Again, I do not think this is really valuable when it comes to conversations about work boundaries. Um, I have a free resource about that, by the way, on my website. If you go to the resources page, that can help you start putting up boundaries. But in the case of that family gathering, maybe there's a way for you to remember and notice the really good conversations you had with someone and the bonding moments instead of that one conversation with that one stupid person. And again, I'm not saying that what they're saying is okay, but it doesn't necessarily need to be you that changes them entirely. It also, you have a limited amount of energy. I talk about that in the holiday episode. You have a limited amount of energy. This might not be the place you want to invest your energy in. And that is completely up to you. But I just want you to try and notice the good things that are around a situation. So again, breathe. Ask yourself what you can control. And then ask yourself, how much does it matter? Those are the three steps when something is happening. And then I'd say around that, not only in the moment, but around that, notice the good stuff. It takes work, okay? I'm going to keep saying it. People keep telling me that being an optimist is being naive. It's not. It takes a lot of work on a bad day to be like, okay, no, it's not true that everything went wrong in my day. I was able to record a great podcast today. That's something that didn't go wrong. And I should focus on that instead of on the fact that my daughter cried almost all the way to daycare today, right? Because it's like this, then it feels like everything is always going wrong, everything. Well, that's because you're only seeing what's going wrong. And you need to start making the conscious effort to see what's going right. And then also that way when things do go wrong, you don't feel as overwhelmed because you're like, okay, this isn't my whole life. This doesn't define me or my worth. I can still have a simply awesome life because I have noticed the simply awesome things in my life. And then once in a while, there's a snafu. And I get to choose how to use, how to control that situation as much as I can, how to let go of what I can't, how to see if it does matter. And then in general, let me focus on something else then. Once you've processed those feelings, right? Again, I'm not saying to not tell your boss that you're angry, right? You need to go through that process and acknowledge your feelings and go through them and validating them. But then once that's done, you're like, okay, it's like that my friends fought. I wasn't happy about it. I don't like seeing people I love fighting. And then after 20 minutes, you're like, maybe talking about it again is not helpful. And actually, can we try and focus on something good? Because when you let your feelings be, it helps them go by. But also, you can also lower the intensity maybe of how you react to the feeling. Doesn't mean the feeling won't be there and that it won't be intense. 
But the way you react won't be defined just by that, but it will also be defined by your knowledge that you have worth and that your worth has not changed no matter how you feel about yourself or about the people around you in that moment. Okay, so I hope this helps. I think this is something that has really changed my life and this is why I try to share them in those episodes. Those solo episodes are tips and tricks and what I do that really has changed my life or changed the people I work with. Um, Again, if you can't figure out how to do that by yourself for now, that's okay. That's why people like me exist (laughs) and I would love to work with you one-on-one. You can always email me at hjgcoaching at gmail.com. You can also go on my website, linked in the show notes. Um, And then from there, you can contact me and we can figure out how I can help you. Because really what's important is for you to understand you have the power to control your life. And it won't always be that you can control others. Wouldn't it be great though? But you can't. And after a while, it feels so liberating actually because you're like, oh, there's a lot more in here that I can do than I thought. And one of the biggest ones is to stand up for yourself and be there for yourself in compassion. Don't underestimate that. All right, well, I hope you have a good week. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you want to follow me for more content, more motivation, I'm on Instagram at HelenJaneGrourke underscore coaching, or you can visit my website, www.HelenJaneGCoaching.com. There's a newsletter on there as well as other free resources that can also be game changers. And before we leave, remember... You are already worthy of living a simply awesome life.